on, hold on to the faith that was once delivered to the saints, to the saints of Jesus Christ. Oh, yes, the Bible says in Acts, the Bible says in Acts to repent and be baptized in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 oh. oh one Lord, one Lord, one Lord, one faith and one baptism in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 oh. the Bible says in Acts, the Bible says in Acts, to repent and be baptized in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. One Lord, one faith, one Lord, one faith, and one baptism in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, oh yes, the Bible says in Acts, the Bible says in Acts, to repent and be baptized in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Christ, oh yes, the Bible says in Acts, the Bible says in Acts, to repent and be baptized in the name, in the name of Jesus Christ, oh, holy, 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 holy.
I don't know who he's talking to tonight, but he is talking to me. How many feels like God is talking with you? Now, we all feel like Sister Martha. That's why the preachers are getting up here preaching so hard. It's for you and I to be taking inventory in our hearts, in our spirits, in our lives, perfecting ourselves in the Holy Ghost. Hey, okay, let's go to Matthew 11. eighth verse I'm going to use a very short verse that God gave me just before I came into the service tonight this service is to you this scripture is to you this moving of the Holy Ghost is unto you I never come into a service that I don't think that service is unto me. Praise God, I got to take something home from that service. This is a very, very common scripture. But then God tonight is speaking to us. We're common people. Common workers. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I, I will, I will give you rest. You may be seated. When I was very young in the Lord, my pastor's wife used to say, Sister Elder, sanctify yourself, sanctify yourself, sanctify yourself, you know. So I got the dictionary out, and I began to study sanctification. And uh, when we're oneness Pentecostals, we will learn how to sanctify ourselves in the Holy Ghost. We will give ourselves 100% to the Holy Ghost. We'll quit fighting our own battles. That's good, Sister Martha. We'll quit fighting our own battles. Turn them over to the Lord. I told the Lord this week, I'm not looking at it. I'm not doing nothing with it. Praise God. I know it'll backfire and I know it'll boomerang. And I'm going to let it boomerang. There's times for us to turn things over to God. Sanctification means to be set apart. It means to plan in our hearts and lives, saints, to set ourselves apart from every evil, ungodly, wicked thing upon the earth. And it means to separate yourself from all kinds of things and get your nose in a book. 
and find out who God is, what he wants out of you, where he wants you to go, what he wants you to do, how he wants you to walk, how he wants you to talk, how he wants you to live, and how he wants to bring rest to you. And you know, I prayed and I worked at that a while and my preacher's wife come along and she said, Sister Elder, make your consecration sure. And I thought, I thought I already had. Did you ever feel like you'd already made your consecration? And then you found out you had to make some more? How many dedicated yourself and 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 dedicated yourself? That means you're going from one goal to another and another goal to another and another goal to another and another goal to another. Amen. There is no stopping places in Christ Jesus for us that he has called into this beautiful church. This is a beautiful church. I have evangelized and I have set before congregations that I would just as soon not to preach to at all. But this congregation, somebody said something to me today and I said, I want you to know that that saints in that church is real. I believe that. We have real, genuine Christians in this church and they will die for the name of the Lord they've already died a hundred times some of our old saints have already died a hundred times praise God now let's get back in the scriptures tonight and I want to stay in this scripture I don't know what the Lord's going to give us I'm just going to follow the Holy Ghost I may like the way Sister White followed the Holy Ghost. Don't you like to hear her sing? You know, when she sings, it's like somebody rubbing healing balm on me. Did you ever read about the healing balm in the... In the when she sings, it's like some a beautiful hand, an unseen hand, just dips itself down in a healing balm salve and just just rubs it on me. You know? I feel it. How he's feeling this service tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is reaching out. For you. Now, some of you have not received what you want. Praise the Lord. Now you boys quit your talking back there. Praise God. Alright. Now let's go on. Come unto me. Come unto me the Lord said. And all ye that are heavy labor. That doesn't mean that you and I have worked on a job and worked strenuously. That does not mean that you have come home tired from your labors. That means that in the Holy Ghost and in the power of His Spirit and in the Word of 
of God that you and I have labored and labored and labored in the gospel, in your home, in your spirit, in your heart, in prayer, in places that some people would never enter into. And then he says, and I, you're, you're heavy laden, but he said, I'll give you rest. Now the Holy Ghost tonight is rest. If you have not spoken in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance, you do not have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If we are not baptized in Jesus' name, we must get baptized. We must be baptized. Praise the Lord. But it takes, because it takes baptism for us to be saved tonight. There's no way that you can be saved unless you're baptized in the name of the Lord. There's no way that you can be saved unless you recognize that one hanging on Calvary is your Lord and your God and your Savior and your healer and your deliverer. Hallelujah. It takes the word of God to save us. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to read another scripture that the Lord give us. Praise the Lord. And it's in Revelation. Turn with me to the book of Revelation. And uh, praise God. I don't know whether I wrote it down or not, but I think I can find it. I want that scripture... That he said, lo, he said, I come in the volume of the book. I don't think I wrote it down, but I thought it was in the first two or three chapters. Lo, the Lord said, I come in the volume of the book. That's his book right here. Lo, I come and I'm in this book. I'm in this book. Everybody wave this book. This is where you find God. In the scriptures. Lo, I come in a volume of the book. And he said to seek me while I may be found. Search for me. Reach out, reach out. We reached out tonight. I failed it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sometimes I feel like, Brother Carricker, when we're reaching out, that it comes from way down here. And everything that we have, we reach out to God with all of our substance. Every bit of our substance. We reach out unto the Lord. Amen. Now, when we look at the Bible, we've got to recognize and realize that you and I are trusting this book. I don't want nobody to tamper with my Bible. I don't want a new Bible. I don't want a goofy Bible. I don't want a new translation. Amen. I don't want a book of charisma. I want a King James Version. 
that speaks plain, that says it like it is, that causes you and I to walk with God. It causes you and I to talk with God. It causes you and I to fall on our face before God. And we got faith in this book. I got faith in this book. I don't have any faith in goofy books. I don't want none of those new books. People wrote them, don't even know God. I don't want none of them. Hallelujah. I want to walk with God with this one book in my hand. This book had been fought by the blood. If you could go through its pages, if you could search the pages of this book in the spirit, you would see drippings of people's blood. You would see Isaiah's blood. You'd see Jeremiah. You would see many people's blood as you go through this Bible. You would find Jesus Christ. You would find the, the 12 apostles, including Apostle Paul. Praise the Lord. God is speaking to the church of the living God in this book. The 14 epistles that you and I find in the New Testament are written to you. You hear what I said? The 14 epistles that Apostle Paul wrote, he only wrote them to the church. He did not write them to the Roman Catholics. He didn't write them to false religions. He didn't even write them to... A lady asked me this week, said, uh, do you know me? And I said, I don't think so. She said, well, you're Pentecost. I said, yes. And she said, well, you should know me. I said, but I don't know you. I don't think I have ever met you. She said, well, I'm Pentecost. I said, well, I'm not really Pentecost. I'm apostolic. And she looked at me. And I said, I don't believe what these Pentecostal churches in this town preaches and teaches. Uh, first thing, I don't believe in sinning. When I found God, I quit sinning. My husband had such a fit because I quit sinning because him and I was young and we was having good times. And it just broke up his playhouse. But these Pentecostal churches in this town does not preach the truth. Amen. And God brought truth and he paid for it with blood and he hung on the cross for it and I'm not going to, uh, to go in and out and have fellowship with people that does not believe that my God. Jesus is not a second person in a trinity. He said, Lord, come in this book. Get your notes in this book. He said, Lo, I come, friend, right in this book. You know, you, if you could find Trinity in this book, I'd give you $1,000. Yeah. 
because I'd have to borrow it. <laughs> when I used to preach, the Lord gave me a good car. Bless his holy name. The Lord was so good to me. And by the way, my car's not a junker. A lot of saints ride in my car, and it's really not a junker. It's just not a town car. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But let's get back to I come in the volume of a book. Now, if you want to find God, you've got to get your heart honest. You know, uh, you can't shout your way into the kingdom. You know, um, you won't sing your way into the kingdom. You have to pray your way into the kingdom. First, you've got to see Calvary. And then you've got to look at your sins. And when you look at Calvary, you look into the volume of your book. How many, how many knew about Calvary before... Uh, the Bible come along. How many knew about Calvary? You, you, you didn't need a Bible to find it. Nobody knew about Calvary. Nobody lives on the earth today knew about Calvary. Nobody on the earth today seen Calvary. You and I look back that way. By faith we see Calvary. Moses, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Elisha. Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Daniel, they's looking this way to see Calvary. They would look for a blood that would wash them clean. And tonight we had to find the blood. You gotta find the blood. You don't just walk in and out of a church and you're saved. You gotta get on your face. You gotta repent of your sins. God cannot use me. He cannot use you if we have sinned in our life. Can you imagine if I had sin in my life and Sister Linda was God and I touched her? I would contaminate God. Don't kid yourself. God's holy. God's clean. You're not going to contaminate God because he won't get that close to you. You're going to repent of your sins. Now let me show you a secret and you need to look in your Bible and you need to study the book of Acts. I repeat that tonight because we have people here tonight who is not here this morning. All right. You must search your own heart. Everybody that comes in and out that door that is not saved knows they're not saved. Their mother might be, their dad might be. But everybody that sins knows they're a sinner. If anybody sins, they're a sinner. Amen. Amen. Praise God. 
We got people come in and get baptized in Jesus' name. says, I'm not no sinner. Oh, yes, you are. If you didn't let God wash you clean, when you're baptized, you're baptized to remit your sins. That means you repented of your sins before you ever come up here to the baptism. You made up your mind when you came in that door. You made a, you, you, your own conscience prick your heart. Your heart was just a beating when I, when I give my heart to God. It was beating so hard that I thought people heard it. I felt like it was going to jump out and run away. And it scared me so bad I just started crying. Amen. Repentance. Just, the Lord just allowed me to condemn myself. Sin in your life, you're condemned. Not by Jesus Christ, but by yourself. You have to condemn yourself. You have to say sin is in me and I know sin's in me and God knows sin's in me and that's what counts. God loves you anyway. That's why he kept saying, come. Come unto me. He's saying, come. He would go up and down the aisles tonight. And he would say, come. Honey, come. Come on. Honey, come on. Come on. Gary, come on. Come on. Come on. If the Lord was here tonight, he would be wooing you with his spirit. He would say, come on. You've been out there and sinned enough. You sinned. Uh, you uh, had heartaches. You had troubles. You had death. You had financial problems. You've been divorced. You had all kind of children problems. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get rid of that sin. And let me guide you. And let me do Direct your path and help me. I'll help you. Praise God to lead you and guide you in all the truth. Amen. You don't walk in out of Pentecostal church and you got truth. Amen. You haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. You're not speaking in tongues as the Holy Ghost gives utterance. You're not real. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God. I come in the volume of the book. You've got to find me right in here. Jesus Christ said to Apostle Peter, He said, I give you, Peter, the keys of the kingdom. I will give you the keys to the kingdom. I didn't, I didn't teach this this morning, but Cornelius couldn't be saved. Until Peter came. But Peter had the keys to the kingdom. Paul had been converted in the chapter ahead of it. God called Paul to go to the Gentiles. But he didn't have the key. Praise the Lord. You can't get in the apartment of my house without my key. I have one car key. I need to get another. But if you've got one car key, nobody's going to drive your car. Unless you give them that key. And there's only one key to get in the kingdom of heaven. And the apostle Peter preached it on the day of Pentecost. And he cried out, repent, repent, repent. 
I found myself dying one time and I started repenting. I think I must have repented a whole year. I got so scared I was going to die because I promised God I, I would serve him. And Brother Butch, I got to run in now one church and another one. And out of that church into another one. And out of that church into another one. I, I was up there in those big churches downtown, you know. And I told God I'd give my heart to the Lord if he wouldn't let me die. And I was going in this church and something's wrong with it. And, and I'd go to an altar in another church and I didn't get it. I knew I didn't get it. Because I went to church all my life. And I kept going. And one day, somebody told me that there was a church in a garage. You never know where you're going to find God. And you never would have dreamed of me ever being in a garage. Not me. I guarantee you, I was hunting God. When I get off a bus and go into a garage to find God. I didn't know how God could be in that garage. I thought he was supposed to be in a church house. I thought I was going to find God in a church. There was churches all over the town. There's churches here and churches there and churches downtown. In the Roman Catholic Church and I can name them. I can name every church in our town. And I wasn't wanting to join the church. I was hunting something that was in the volume of the book. I was hunting the God that gave his life for the book. I was hunting the God that Paul fell in love with and he had his head cut off. I was hunting something real. I was hunting something to clean me up. I was hunting something to take a sin out of me. I was hunting something to change me. I knew I was a sinner. I didn't drink. I didn't crowd around with men. But I worked in the factory. If you cussed me, I'd cuss you. And that helped me believe I was a sinner. I pro that's probably the worst thing I've done. If one of the guys out in the factory cussed me, I'd just turn around and call him something back. Amen. That's the truth. Listen, don't deceive yourself. If you aren't washed clean, you're not clean. I'm particular about a bath. I'll take a bath every day of my life. I, I believe it's an insult to the school for me to come in this school and not take a bath before I come. Some of these precious little girls smells like honey. They wear deodorants. They wear perfume. This was so cute. Last Monday I came into school and there was something in that room that was bugging them kids. It just stunk. And I looked around and there was a candle lit. And there was a candle lit. And there's one. 
there's one. And I thought, something's bad in this room. I felt bad. I really felt bad. Don't kid yourself. If you stink, somebody will find it out. If you're dirty, somebody will find it out. If you need a bath, somebody will find it out. And if you don't have your sins washed away, God knows it and somebody else is going to find it out. And you can get baptized in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost all you want to. There ain't no trinity in that Bible. And you getting baptized in a lie. I got baptized in that lie three times. It didn't do me no good. Listen, God's, God's Bible and God's doctrine and God's salvation and God's deliverance is common. Poor people can have it. The rich people can have it. The middle class people can have it. God didn't make it so unintelligible and unreadable, unknowledgeable, that you can't find it. He just told you to repent of your sins. He said, get your act together and start repenting. That's the first thing God taught us to do. You know why? All the rest of your life, you'll find repentance, the greatest gift in your life. You won't never walk upon the face of God's heavenly city without repentance. You'll never see that beautiful city if you cannot forgive. Amen. If you cannot love the one that sits across the aisle, if you cannot love the one that sits in front of you, if you cannot love the one that sits behind you, you will never walk upon that beautiful city. Because God gave his life for that one sitting behind you. God gave his life for that one sitting over there. God gave his blood for that one sitting over there. God gave his life for this one sitting here. And it don't make any difference what you think. They belong to God. I said they all belong to God. Their little children belong to God. Their children and sisters sanctified by the Holy Ghost unto that mother and father. Because the book said so. Amen. Your answers is in the volume of the book. They are not in some preacher's mind. I got a woman. I got a lady below me. She came, got baptized, and her preacher told her, "You do not have to wear yourself out like that to get the Holy Ghost, and you stay away from that church." And she hadn't been back. Well, that's a poor way to think of the Holy Ghost wearing yourself out. Let me tell you something. If I could find a way to get to heaven, I'd crawl on my knees to get there. Yeah. 
and I don't find sitting before God worshiping him and worshiping him and worshiping him wearing me out that's a lie that preacher told her come down and tell him so I'm praying for the right time to tell him I'm going to tell him you told a lie and you're going to stand before God for it because I already told on you I'm going to tell God about the lying preachers in this town. I'm not going to say, oh, well, it don't matter. It does, too, matter. If a snakes are crawling all over this town, telling dirty lies about God and his church and about the volume of the book, it means that we need to stand up and say, that's a lie, and he'll stand before God for it. That's a lie, and she had no business saying that. A lie is a lie, and a lie comes out of the pits of hell, and a lie will always be told upon God and his children, always. Amen. 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 Your relational kind of move away from you and look you over. You know, before I saved, I had a real good humor. And I joked. I learned that working in factories. I'm not proud of it, but I did. Now, I never told jokes. But I would say little witty things. And my in-laws thought I was tops. I was tops in the older family. But when I gave my heart to God... And I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I went to my mother-in-law and I said, Mom, you must get the Holy Ghost and be baptized in Jesus' name. She said, Honey, I'm all right just like I am. You're not all right like you are. I'm not like all right like I am. Because a book says I'm not. Your Bible is a truth. Your Bible teaches you how to be holy. If you're not holy, you refuse to read holiness. Your Bible teaches you how to be righteous. If you're not right, you don't want to be right. Because if you want to be right, all you got to do is read the Scriptures. And the Lord will turn you around. You want to smoke filthy cigarettes? Play with dope? You don't love God? You don't love God? I don't need a scripture for cigarettes. I don't plan on getting to heaven and looking down on the streets of gold. Say, oh my God, there's a cigarette in a holy city. Listen, all you got to do is be down to earth, plain, common thinking people and put it together. Amen. There's not going to be no drunk up there staggering down, running into the walls of Jasper and knocking the jewelry all around. That's the only place it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be in the walls of the city. Hallelujah. Amen.
Praise God. When God saved me, I took all my jewelry, stuck it in a box, threw it out on the alley, and watched a lady run down the street with it. God will clean you up. I said God will clean you up if you love him. Hallelujah. Oh, you should have saw some of your faces then. I'm telling you what, sometimes you saints don't want a preacher to preach. You aren't behind a preacher sometimes when they preach. It's so funny to look at your face. It's so funny to see you crawl up like this. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. <laughs> there it is. It's my God, my God, my God, my God. You ain't going to reach a soul unless you preach it like it is. You're never going to touch a soul until you help them. You're never going to touch a soul until you tell a right. You aren't going to camouflage God. He's holy. He's righteous. He's mighty. He's glorious. He's everything I want to be. God's everything I want to be. I don't care what who tells me. Whatever they tell me. Hallelujah. I told one of them preachers recently, I got to get that tape. I told him, I've been fighting with my life. I've been wrestling. Hallelujah. And you turned me around tonight. Somehow, I don't know what you did. I don't know how it happened. Hallelujah, but God turned me around. I'm trying to get turned around. I'm trying to get it all together. Satan says, you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost. And I said, you're a liar. I'll never serve you. I wouldn't leave this church whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. I'll get right if I'm not right. Thank you, Sister Elder. Hallelujah, I'll get right. <laughs> Hallelujah. I went to her and Brother Elder, I talked to him. Brother Elder said, go pray, go pray, go pray, go pray, go pray, go pray. Did you ever pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and you felt like you was hitting a wall and it was bouncing back and you didn't win any time. It might knock you out. Well, all of you been there. Somebody won't shake your head yet. See, I've been there before. <laughs> ain't the first time I've been there. <laughs> Hallelujah. One time I was preaching on the field. And I closed up revival and I said, God, I'm going home. I didn't ask him if I could go either. I feel like I was drained. I feel like I didn't have another message to preach. I felt like I had preached for about nine months and I had preached everything that I ever read everything that I ever thought and I got to thinking of the Apostle Paul and he was telling God don't let me be a castaway preaching to others and I come home went on a fast went to Brother Elder's church and stayed there and began to read and fill up my cup Listen, you got to keep the volume of that book in you. You don't never stop. If you stop reading, you'll lose out. If you stop praying, you'll lose out. If you stop singing, you'll lose out. If you stop praising God, you'll lose out. It only takes one of those things. It's like the laws. God made the laws. In the 20th chapter of 
Exodus, you find a loss. If you lose out with one of them, you broke the whole chain. Every law out of the Ten Commandments has been broken if you break one. Act like they're right. And they know they're living a lie. They know they're going to be damned. Listen, that's breaking one of them laws. Them Ten Commandments says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not. Thou shalt not. When that stuff comes into the church, praise God, you need to keep still. And let your pastor handle it. It's sin. Amen. 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 I said, you need to let your pastor handle that. That's sin. You don't know how to handle sin. You know why? Because you're not God. And you don't know in the volume of the book where the answer is for them to be delivered and find grace in the eyes of God. Amen. God. God woos us. God woos you and I. I said he woos you. And some of you act like you acting now. You didn't get wooed. I could feel it back there. Amen. I said, God wooed you. It didn't touch you. It didn't move you. I said again, God wooed you. It didn't move you. I'm telling you, God wooed you, and that don't touch you. You're in trouble. Hallelujah. God's Spirit. God's spirit, precious one, is on the face of the earth. And it's going to and fro and to and fro. And it's searching and searching and searching and searching for your heart. Nobody in this church tonight came into them front doors because they wanted to come. There was a spirit out there and it knocked on your door and somebody said, come on and go with me to church. And that come on was that scripture I give you tonight. Come, 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 come. It was said by somebody that had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When a Pentecostal walks on a door, just as sure if you would get rid of their body, God Almighty would be standing there in the Holy Ghost.
voice saying, come on. Hallelujah. Amen. If you give somebody a glass of water, praise God, the Lord accepts that. Hallelujah, as if you gave it to him. If you give somebody a slice of bread, God accepts that. As if you had given him a slice of bread and a glass of water, and he sat down in your presence and ate it. Amen. That's the way he has, of, that's the way we have of casting our bread upon the waters. We don't take our bread out and throw it on the lake. Hallelujah. But we take the volume of the book. Hallelujah. And Jesus Christ is in this book. I said Jesus Christ is in this book. He's either in this book or he's in you. God will be in you if you want him in you. But you've got to get him out of this book. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now let's turn over to Acts. Thank God. And let's read. Praise God. And some of you can quote this, but we need it tonight. Praise the Lord. Said then Peter, on the day of Pentecost, he rose up and he preached. Do you know he didn't know he preached? He didn't know he was preaching his first sermon. He didn't go out to preach this sermon. He just was talking to the Jews. He was just telling them that they had crucified the Lord of glory. Praise the Lord. He said, men and brethren, let me freely speak to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God had sworn from an oath to him, that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on that throne. He raised up Christ to sit on that throne. And you killed him. Oh my God. You mean we, we killed the Christ? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then in 38 he said, Thou Peter said to them, Repent. Don't sit in a Pentecostal church and not repent. You'll be cursed. Your whole life will be ruined. Did you hear what I said? Don't you sit in a Pentecostal church and not repent and get your heart right with God. You will have a curse upon your life. You will have to reject God. Every time the altar calls you, every time a preacher calls you, every time an evangelist calls you, you will have to reject God. And when you reject God, God will reject you. The Lord goes so long. I watched some young boys that grew up with my sons. They rejected God. Rejected God. I saw one girl reject God. A teenager. She was a teenage girl. She was very pretty. She worked for the Bell Telephone Company. She had a good job and drove a brand new car and played an accordion on the platform. Don't you think, girls, your music will save you? 
Praise God. She got a job and a car, and she got pride in her heart. That's all she got. She got proud, and she started finding excuses not to be in services. And the next thing you know, she was gone. And that girl let a sinner boy take the wheel of her car. She might as well turn it over to the devil. Don't you let no sinner boy or girl take the wheel of your car. How many remembers Paul going out a couple years ago and letting a sinner get in his car and drive it out to find out how much it would be worth? He drove it into a car lot. He said, will you please drive my car and tell me how much it's worth. I'm thinking about turning it in on a new one. That guy got in that car and he wrecked it. He tore that car up. The devil said, this is a preacher's car and I'm going to fix it while I got it in my hands. That boy took her through a gas station, blew up the plumps, threw her out the windshield. She was in a swimming suit. And she had some curls in the back end for swimming suits. They all landed in a hospital. And when she looked in the mirror, she screamed, Oh, my God! And she's still marked today. Her brother rejected God. They rolled his baby right down the church. His first baby was born. Put it right in front of the pulpit. Don't you think you'll play with God? You won't. God's got your number. He's got my number. Brother Butchie has yours. Sister, he has yours. Sister, he has yours. He's got your number. You hear me? God's got your number. They would not open that casket because his baby was a freak. And it could not be seen. Brother Elder told you a few months ago he's dead. A young man. Lo, I come. Sometimes I teach the young people in our school. I wonder, oh God, help me get the blood off my hands. Because I know they're not all going to be saved. I, do you hear what I said? I said every girl in my school is not going to be saved. But I got to get their blood off my hands. Because God said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book. Amen. Every boy in our school will not be saved. I'm sorry, Mama. I'm sorry, Papa. We didn't promise you your children would be saved. We promised you we'd give them a Christian training. Hallelujah. Lo, I come in the volume of the book. If the training don't go on in the home, it won't work in the school. It won't work in the school. Whatever you allow your child to believe in the home, 
It's our adversary in school. It won't save them. Thank God for the ways of the Lord. Hallelujah. But he said, come unto me. Apostle Peter. He preached. He said, repent. What's wrong with repenting? How many's glad the day you repented? Do you know the day I repented, I looked up and I said to a lady, I feel like a big load has been lifted off of me. You feel that load. You feel that burden lift. You feel God take that burden away. You know God took that burden away. And now it's time to be baptized in Jesus' name. Get rid of your sins first. I said, get rid of your sins. You should come up out of the water speaking in tongues. Come on, come out of the water speaking in tongues. Amen. I didn't separate this scripture. This scripture is one scripture. It says, repent and be baptized and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Do it right. Repent. Don't pull back from God. That's a fool's paradise. Reach out. I come in the volume of the book. Listen to the scriptures. Listen to the word. Listen to the preaching and obey. I told a lady in my Bible study this week. I told her, I said, honey, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you'll be the happiest person you ever was in your life. You couldn't take my Holy Ghost away from me. I can lose it. Jesus said he'd keep me, but he's not going to keep me unless I help him. Do you know what I said? Jesus is not going to keep us unless we help him. I don't go around and say, well, I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I'm baptized. And I'm saved. I didn't save me. I put me in the kingdom. Now I got to stay saved. I put me in. Did you ever go into a large... Uh, Sometimes we go to conference and we go in one of those large buildings and I like to just go in, Sister Elder, and just stand still and just look around. It's new. When you get baptized in Jesus' name and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you just stepped into the kingdom. And now you're looking around because you have light now. When you receive the Holy Ghost, the darkness fled away. And light came in before you. And now you see. And you look around and you say, This is wonderful. All these brothers and sisters are my brothers and sisters. And you don't mind separate yourself from the world out there. 
There isn't anything out there you mind separating yourself from. Because you know why? Look how many brothers and sisters you got. This is my family. This is it right here. Hallelujah. I'm glad I got a family. I'm thankful I have a family. Praise the Lord. We got a big family. And it's holy family. Praise the Lord. Sometimes something comes in. And we pray that in a very short time it'll be converted. Praise the Lord. And it becomes a part of our family. That's how you come in. Amen. But he said, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. And he said, I will give you rest. Now I want to say just a few more words here. I want you to hear this. He said, take my yoke upon you. Did you ever see a yoke of oxen? Did you ever see him put two horses together? Well, I don't know nothing about farming. But I know one thing. If you get yoked up with Jesus Christ, and you move when he moves, and you stop when he stops, and if he turns, you turn. If he lays down, you lay down. Praise God. If you work with that team of oxen, you'll get a lot of work done. Amen. But that yoke's put on there so that they're both doing the same thing. And we must be yoked up with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want a yoke on me. Call it a captivity. Call it a prisoner of Christ. Call it whatever you want to call it. I want it. I want to walk with God till I can hear Him and move with Him and do whatever He wants me to do. Amen. Now this is for somebody tonight because the Lord gave it to me. Hallelujah. And you're here tonight. And God is trying to woo you. He's telling you to come unto me. You're weary. Your burden's heavy. Did you hear what I said? Your burden's heavy. Your labors are heavy. You don't know which way to go. And God spoke to me tonight and told me to bring this to you. And he said, for I, and he says, take my yoke upon me, you. Now listen to this. While you're yoked up with Jesus, if you're not yoked up with Jesus, the way of the transgressor is hard. You cannot transgress and sin and it not be hard. Sin's hard. Sin's a hard road to take. The wages of sin is death. There's a wage that comes with it. Amen. But the gift of God is, uh, is uh, uh, eternal life with Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's the difference from one extreme to the other. Now, he said this. Listen to this. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. 
He wants you to learn. Can you imagine how great a sentence that is to learn of me? That's a big message all but itself. How much do we have to learn from God? One thing, we have to learn to be obedient. I'm thankful for obedience, saints. I'm thankful that God showed me that Lucifer fell out of heaven when he was a morning star because he wasn't obedient. I'm thankful that the Lord showed me that the disobedience in the Garden of Eden was sin. I'm thankful to know that we must, we must, we must obey God. Amos said, two cannot walk together unless they agree. You cannot be yoked up with Jesus Christ unless you agree. He is not going to walk down your pathway. He said, straight is a gate and narrow is a way and few there be that find it. Straight is a gate, straight is a gate, straight. Narrow is a way. There's no room for anybody on that path but you and God. You're not walking that path with your husband and your wife. You're going to go in single file. It's going to be, learn of me. Yoked up with Jesus. Learn of me. Learn of me. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's time we let go of everything that's hanging on to us. Shake it. Hallelujah. Cast off every weight that so easily besets us. We must cast off every weight that so easily besets us. We must get yoked up with the Lord. We must learn of Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And He said, and then I'll give you rest. Sometimes I go through trials and tests. And I think I got the answers. Oh, I know you don't do that. You're angels, but I'm not. And all at once I get in a prayer room. And I say, God, I don't know what to do with this. And so, you told me to cast all my cares upon you, for you care for me. There it is. <laughs> I did that this week. Praise God. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus and you will smile the rest of the day. Isn't that easy? Remember that, Gary? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, he said, my yoke, let's go back to your yoke. I don't know about horses. I know what they look like. I'm like the kindergarten. I know what the horse looks like. I know what the cow looks like. I know we make butter and milk and cheese. But I've never been on a farm. 
tell you, no, I don't know nothing. Only the pictures and the books I've read. But that's enough to let me know that a yoke is doing something special. My God is a special God. My God's in this book. I'm sorry, I don't have conviction some people have. Mine's greater. Do you hear what I said? I got some convictions that I ain't going to change for nobody. I got them 30 years ago. I watched Assembly God Church fall apart. When I started off in this church, I thought they had it. I went to them to baptize me in Jesus' name, and they wouldn't do it. So I had to get somebody to baptize me in Jesus' name. I watched them change a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And they changed a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm not a changing. I'm too far near the end of my journey. I'm farther along than anybody in here on my journey. I've been on this road longer than anybody in here. And I'm not going to change. I paid price after price after price after price after price. I submitted and submitted and submitted and died and died and crucified and tormented and persecuted to break down my standards. But I'm going to stand on them. They're real and I'm not changing. Hallelujah. They're real. And God said the same as he was 40 years ago. He's the same tonight. He hasn't changed. Saints, I want you to know God has not changed. He is the same. I'm going to be yoked up with him. I've already learned about him. I've learned to cast my cares on him. I've learned that he's God. And I can trust him with everything and anything. Hallelujah. And you don't play with God. You don't say, well, I don't think this is right. And I don't think this is wrong. And I think this is okay. And I don't agree with you, Tom. And, and I this and I that. Pui on I. That makes me sick. I get a butterfly going in here. I get you back off. Oh. God, don't let that touch me. Don't think for a minute you won't get touched. Don't think for a minute you won't go into captivity. Don't think for one minute you won't keep slain once your foot gets on a banana peeling. I'm dying to word too careful careless with what God has given us out of the volume of this book. This book means more to me than baptism in Jesus' name. I didn't pass that up 40 years ago. 
You know when I get excited about baptism in Jesus' name? When somebody goes down that water. Every once in a while I think, man, it's been so long since I've been in there. I think I'd like to get in there again, Sister Carrick. <laughs> I lost the feeling of that. But in my mind and in my heart, I know God washed me clean. I don't know why people get baptized in sin. I don't understand why people get baptized in sin. You know what? I don't want to find out. Because the only way I can find out is go through it. Every once in a while, Sister Burst says, Sister Elder, why so-and-so? I say, I don't know, and I don't want to find out. And she said, okay, 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 okay. She already got the message. I don't want to find out. I don't want to find out how people can sin. Sin's filthy. Sin's destructive. Amen. It'll destroy good. It'll take you into darkness. It'll take you into captivity. It'll cause you to be seven times the worse than you ever were in your all of your life. Hallelujah. I'm convinced tonight, as long as we stay in this book, and listen to Brother Elders, he preaches. I just soon sit under Brother Elders. Anybody I know, he preaches truth. And I'm going to tell you what, if Brother Elder didn't preach truth, you and ask Sister Elder, I'd walk out of this church. I would not sit and listen to my son preach anything if it wasn't right. Praise God. I come up over a great preacher. I come up under a prophet teacher. A great prophet teacher that gave Brother Elder his charge. Hallelujah. That gave him his literature. That gave him his books. He is our father in the gospel. He is Tommy's father in the gospel. He is my father in the gospel. He's all of my family's father in the gospel. Praise the Lord. He brought us through. He established us in the doctrine. He established me in the truth. And I will never stand against anything he taught me. I have great respect for his wife. She's still alive. Every time I go home, I go visit her. Sometimes I don't stay but a half an hour, but I feel I owe her a visit. She is my mother in the Lord. Amen. But God is trying to yoke some of you up tonight. Hallelujah. God is reaching out, saints. We've got to move quickly. We've got to open up our hearts and receive and receive and receive. We've got to do it quickly. The Lord is coming. We must be ready tonight before we leave this church. Because Jesus may come while you're asleep. Tomorrow before you go to work, you go to school, whatever you do. Praise God. You must be ready tomorrow. Because you may never see the sunset. That's how close the coming of the Lord is. I said, that's how close the coming of the Lord is. And if you don't believe that tonight, you won't be in the rapture. You will be looking for Jesus Christ to come every day in your life. And every night in your life. Or you will miss his coming. 
Amen. His coming will slip out of your grasp. Praise the Lord. He's great. He's wonderful. Wants to teach you. How teachable am I? How teachable are you and I? We often use the scriptures, especially in school, to train up a child in the way it should go and will never depart. But how about you and I? Will we let Jesus Christ train us up in the way that we should go so that we will never, never, never depart? The ways of the Lord are not our ways. You know holiness is not your way. You had to pray to come into holiness. You know some of us were liars when we were converted. Righteousness is not our way. We had to pray to step into the righteousness of God. Amen. The ways of the Lord is not our ways. You've got to recognize that you've got to learn of Him. You've got to listen to somebody teach you. You've got to be teachable. Saints, open your hearts up and let yourselves be taught. There is nothing any greater than teaching. I love preaching. Sometimes the preacher gets to going too fast. Sometimes I listen to Greg and I and I say, I need a tape on that. That was good, but he went so fast. I need a tape on that. <laughs> right? I like to hear. I like to write it down. I like to take it home, read it all over, and get the book out, and have myself a Bible study. We got to learn. Thank God. I'm glad the way that the Lord is past finding out. Did you hear what I said? They're past finding out. You, no matter what you and I try to learn, no matter how much you and I yoke up with God, no, no matter how much we cast everything on the Lord, you will never learn everything about God because His ways are past finding out. There's too much about God. How many knows your Bible by heart? There's too much about God. His ways are past finding out. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to you stand. Thank God. I feel like tonight that there's some things that we need to take home with us tonight. We need to come tonight and pray. We need to find out the ways of the Lord. Don't you be discouraged. God's talking to you tonight. He wants you to encourage your heart. He wants you to reach out and let Him touch you. 
Praise God. God's wonderful. Glory to God. Saints, please be saints. Please be saints. Please be saints. Souls or souls, please be saints. Let's come and pray. Every soul Jesus Christ died for. Every soul Jesus Christ shed his blood for. Oh God, help us to have a burden. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Reach out and touch him. Get yoked up with him. Make your consecration sure. Dedicate yourself like you have never dedicated yourself before. Ask God to remove every stumbling stone. Ask him to move every rack of offense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.